with a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the marquee games for week 16 in the NFL. That includes the Saturday games plus the Sunday and Monday nighters. Also, Andy's going to offer up a delicious sandwich game, and I'm going to toss in a Moneyline Matty pick. But first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Thank you, Matty. Right on, man. Right on. It was a, a crazy week in the NFL last week. As always, I mean, it sounds like a broken record, but it was nuts. These nuts. Both on and off the field. And when I say off the field, I only mean the perimeter around the gridiron. You know, you saw a 310-pound lineman do a worm dance in the end zone. You saw With grace. He was very graceful. He, he wasn't bad. And then did you see the guy in Jacksonville who hopped on the field um, for, to be the 12th man for their celebration, which really surprises me because that doesn't sound something that's really indicative of someone from Jacksonville. Did the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl last year? <laughs> oh, you're serious. Uh, no. Will they ever win the Super Bowl? Jason, I can't predict the future. But no, <laughs> they won't. And then on the sidelines, you saw Matt Nagy lose his shit. He was doing sort of like a Tommy Lasorda impression. And I guarantee you this, when I pitched, and I was going to pitch against a fucking team that had guys on it like Babakwa, I sent a fucking limousine to get the cocksucker to make sure he was in the motherfucking lineup because I kicked that cocksucker's ass any fucking day in a week. And then most recently... Um, Tom Brady throwing a little tantrum there, you know, tossing around his Microsoft tablet, you know, reformatting the hard drive, if you will. Those Microsoft tablets have taken some blows over the years. Yeah, watching watching Brady throw his tantrums gave me a nice little bit of Schadenfreude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just. You know, yeah, okay, this is a guy that everything goes right for a lot. Like, even officials calls. Like, he's so far in the plus margin in his career for calls given by officials. And when it, stuff goes bad for him and you really get to see the real Tom Brady, right? The dick side of Tom Brady. It's kind of nice. It is. I mean, he did his best to do a John McEnroe impression. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something that I am serious about, which just sort of came across my radar screen last week. There's a new Netflix movie coming out called Home Team, uh, which is about Sean Payton. And it's an autobiographical account of Sean Payton during the 2012 season when he was suspended from the NFL uh, for one year for his role in Bounty Gate. Well, guess who's playing Sean Payton? Who's that? None other than the mall cop himself, Kevin James. I believe in magic! <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually a great pick for Sean Payton. Um, I would disagree. I think it's going to be hilarious to watch. Well, but he, as he's, Dude's been heavy into BJJ and stuff. He's trimmed down quite a bit. No, I think the key word there is heavy. Hypoglycemia. <laughs> well, home team, are you looking forward to this or what? Have you been doing your research? 
Well, I, I got uh, a, a memo that shouldn't be disclosed until the new year. It's about five other biographical Netflix specials on five other NFL head coaches. And so I'm going to reveal not only the title of it and who it's about, but also who will be playing the coach. Number five. Andy Reid will be played by Wilfred Brimley. Its likely title, Every Day is a Buffet. Diabetes. Number four. Lions head coach Dan Campbell will be played by another than Stone Cold Steve Austin. It will be called Maneater. We're going to bite a kneecap off. Going to do what? Number three. Bruce Arians will be played by LL Cool J. Its working title right now is Kangles Are Forever. You can lose to a guy in a Kangle hat if it's LL Cool J because I'm that type of guy. Uh, maybe it's a Samuel L. Jackson. You can lose to him. I'll strike down on you with great vengeance. Uh, but you're going to lose to a guy with a Kangle hat that's Bruce Arians? Come on. No, 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 no. It looks like Uncle Fester went to a fitting at John Varvatos. Number two. Bill Belichick will be played by Bill Belichick. Its proposed title, A Secret Life. I've handled dozens of balls over the past week. And now, the number one. And finally, the last title is Raising Roethlisberger by Omar Epps, who's playing Mike Tomlin. So how do we avoid getting caught? Ben Roethlisberger. Don't screw girls in the public bathrooms. Red Eye Andy, week 16, let's fire it up. Oh, it's time! Fucking go! And our first game up on Saturday is from the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, where the Green Bay Packers take on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the line is seven and a half points in favor of the packers 44 and a half is your over under and the packers have won 11 straight regular season home games uh their last loss was week eight of 2020 versus minnesota uh against the spread packers are 11 and three browns six and eight and uh they're still recovering from all those covid losses eh yeah, no joke. And yeah, to compound that even further, it's obviously going to be a shorter week for Cleveland than it is for Green Bay. But yeah, you're right. All the COVID issues. Can't remember what the last tally was of the guys on the list. Um, but it's showing up on the box score. Yeah, definitely. You know, well, you know, going back five games, they've scored 17 points or fewer in four of them. Yeah. And and Green Bay is scoring at least 31 points in their last four games. Well, and the Browns have scored 14 points or fewer in five of their last seven. That's, you know, yeah. like, it, they're, it, yeah, Green Bay. They've got the longest active streak in the league for uh, more than for 30-point uh, games in a row. Yeah, but guess what? Their defense is allowing 30-plus points in two of its last three games. Actually, sorry, three of its last four games and their last two straight. So, again... Aaron Rodgers, the cologne that takes the stink off that defense. Yeah, he really does, man. That guy, his nickname should be Dakar Noir. I am disgusting, so I will take two bottles Dakar Noir. He might have a big day again, because if you look again on the defensive side of the ball for the Browns, they lost defensive end Tack McKinley to a suspected Achilles injury. And Miles Garrett, he played through a groin injury, which he suffered a couple of weeks ago, but he's not looking good. Uh, or sorry, he, he suffered it during the game last week, but he's not 100%. Uh, 
And we're not sure if Clowney's going to be able to return for Christmas Day. So I'm not sure what sort of a pass rush they're going to be able to get on him. And this line has been sort of bouncing back between seven and a half and seven. Um, I'm not sure who's steaming the lines, the lines for Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would be on Cleveland right now. It's uh, maybe if they had a full squad going in there. They kind of have that little streak going where they've alternated wins and losses in their last nine games, and they lost last week. So some are saying, oh, well, then they'll win. I think that's where this stops. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win this one. I think they're going to cover the spread as well. Well, let's, uh, you know, I'm thinking back to, I think it was a Monday night game in September or beginning of October where Case Keenum had to come in for Baker Mayfield. And I thought they were done. But that was when you had the coming out party for Darius Johnson. Yep. And yeah, that game he got about 100, 125 yards, if I recall correctly, in the absence of Nick Chubb. Now they got both of those guys healthy and their offensive line is still one of the best in the league. So I'm not sure. Obviously, we're not going to. Well, maybe we're going to see Baker. Not sure. We're definitely not going to see Case Keenum. So Nick Mullins again. And he wasn't a huge downgrade from the other two guys. And uh, both teams need to win. Cleveland needs it to stay in the playoff hunt. Green Bay needs it to ensure home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which when you're talking about Lambeau in January is huge. So both teams are highly motivated. Let's put it that way. Are they highly motivated enough to cover seven and a half? I'm going to go with the Browns here. Uh, I like the hook. I like the hook, and I'm going to I'm going to take Cleveland and count on their uh, their offensive line and that that rushing attack that they have. Everybody knows that the Packers suck. You know I ride with my Arizona Cardinals. Most likely I'ma die as an Arizona Cardinal. I'm going outside ripping Arizona Cardinals, and everywhere I go I rip my Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Arizona. Up next, we head to the desert where the Arizona Cardinals are one point favorites against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Forty nine here is your over under. Now the Cardinals are four and zero versus AF. C teams this season that's tied for the best record versus the AFC but you know they've lost four of their last seven after starting the season seven and oh flip that around the Colts have won each of their last three road games they've scored 30 points in each of those games uh, and both teams by the way pretty equal on the spread at nine and five so what do you think about this you'd obviously as a Niners fan probably just want to see Arizona get shit stomped I do which was Going back to last week, one of the funnest games all year I've seen in the Motor City. That wasn't even, there was no point in that game where he was even close against the Lions. Nope. And I'm not entirely sure why. I'm no, I don't know if it was they just took them too lightly in preparation for the game. And Jesus Christ, let's look at the ending New England game. Carson Wentz completed five passes for 57 yards, and they still beat them soundly. Right? Yeah, well, Jonathan Taylor, man, that's 36.6% of the Colts' scrimmage yards this season. He's the only player in the league with 30 or more percent of his team's yards from scrimmage. He's just, he's a, he's a machine. He is a machine, but, you know, we, we said that about Derrick Henry, and he's sitting on the sidelines now injured. So is that sustainable? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time believing that this day and age in the NFL that it's sustainable. But he does have a fantastic offensive line to go with his rushing skills. Oh, uh, yeah. I would say in the top three easily in the league. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, how how do the cards respond 
after getting pummeled by the Lions last week. Like they're at home, but they've lost their last three home games. This is a okay. So going back to that game, that was only the third time since the merger that the team with the best record lost to the team with the worst record after after each playing a minimum of eight games. Like why is there what why is Arizona just shit in the bed? Is the book out on them? It nope. just seems like teams have kind of solved them. Uh, let's talk about numbers. Twenty four is their magic number. Uh, the Cards are one and four when allowing twenty four plus points this season, and they're nine and zero when allowing fewer than twenty four points. And check this out: the Colts are third in the league in scoring, notching just over twenty eight points a game. So there's the tale of the tape. Oh, I, I, I'm loving the Colts, man. They've won eight of their last 11 after starting the season 0-3. I think they are quietly building a great playoff resume. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? And I'm actually going to take the Colts here as my Moneyline Maddie pick this week. Oh. oh! Obviously, not the most glamorous money line Maddie pick I've ever made at uh, plus one. I think they're plus uh, one ten, plus one hundred on some sport books. But I think Indianapolis is. I think it's their day. Well, they're the only team in the league right now with at least one takeaway in each game this season, and they lead the entire league with thirty-one such takeaways. You know, in the two games that Arizona has lost coming into this one. Their center, Rodney Hudson, had been sidelined. Uh, last week was because of COVID, and they put in Max Garcia. The center, by the way, just in case you've forgotten, he's the guy that touches the ball every single play. So maybe there was some continuity issues there. I know that Rodney, uh, Rodney Hudson is a, a captain on the team and does all their offensive uh, scheme play calling. If he's in, and look for that because it's still a question mark because he's still on the COVID list, but one guy that does not look likely to be in, and that's DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for Arizona. And that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. I, I, I like the... I like the defense of the Colts. I like the offensive line of the Colts. And, of course, you got to like Jonathan Taylor. And that, to me, adds up for a, a Colts win here. So, Andy, before we move on, it's trivia time. Oh! All right, the Cardinals have 26 fumbles this season, most in the NFL. How many of those 26 fumbles have they lost? Three. You are correct, sir. Yes! Really? No way. Yeah, you are. They've actually lost the fewest in the NFL. So they've given or they've put it on the ground more times than anybody else, but they've recovered it more than anybody else. Well, I know at one point in the season, my 49ers uh, percentage-wise had lost the most fumbles. So I've been sort of tuned in to what's going on in that, in that respect. But holy God, three, that was just uh, that was a wild guess. Holy crap. Well, that changes over time, does it not? It sure does. Everything reverts to the mean. All right, Sunday afternoon, we head to the city of brotherly love, where the Philadelphia Eagles sit as 10-point favorites over the visiting New York Giants, big NFC East divisional matchup. Uh, Philly's been averaging over 200 rushing yards per game since week eight, actually 214.4. Unfortunately, though, Hertz appears to be a little hobbled last week. He's listed as questionable. 
Um, and very interesting here, neither Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Toney uh, for the New York Giants have a receiving TD. The 1974 Packers are the only team in the Super Bowl era to finish a season with their top two players in receiving yards having zero receiving touchdowns. Isn't that nuts? Hmm. That is nuts. These nuts. Um, it reminds me of something else I heard this week going to the Philly side of the ball. Um, Miles Sanders. You know how many touchdowns he has this year? None. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, he's the he leads the league in most touches without an actual touchdown by far. And I was I was really pleased in week one that I had him on my fantasy team. And by week four, I'm like, yeah, he's not doing much. And yeah, there's there's the reason. But last week Philly played the professional football team from Washington. Next week, they play the professional football team from Washington. You know what this means, Maddie. It's an almost wise guys sandwich game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. Now, the obvious question is how can this be considered a sandwich game when it's a divisional matchup between the Giants and the Eagles? Well, let me explain it. Newsflash the Giants aren't making the playoffs this year. However, the Eagles and Washington are duking it out for a wild card spot because it's seemingly likely that Dallas is going to get, um, you know, the division title first in three years. So that coupled with the fact that they played on a short week and yeah, the Giants got nothing to lose here. Um, Mike Glennon, holy crap. Does that get, did that guy suck last week? He became the first giant starting quarterback to throw for under 100 yards and have a sub 25 pass rating since Danny Cannell in week 11, 1998. Can you believe the bears paid that clown $17 million? This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. got! Well, at least you're not a giants fan, but when, <laughs> yeah, they, when, so when they put a take from it, it looked like he played all right. You know, he'd never taken a professional snap before, but he seemed to do all right. Um, you know, maybe he infuses some life into that cadaverous offense, otherwise known as the New York G-Men, the football giants. The Eagles, you know, they're just racking up running yards, rushing yards. They've got, they've sc- they've got over 175 rushing yards in seven straight games. And that's their longest streak since 1940. In fact, Jalen Hurts has joined Randall Cunningham as the only quarterbacks in Eagles history with over 700 rushing yards in a season. Great company to keep. Yeah. yeah so Good for the kid, for sure. I, Dude, the only thing I'm sure of in this game, 100%, is I'm going to be betting the first half under because the Giants <laughs> are the only team to score 10 points or fewer in the first half of each game this season. Really? Uh, yeah, the, that's the longest streak to start a season since the 05 Jets. There's a like team to model that. yourself after. I like that angle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I This is tough here, man. I'm, I'm with you, though. Ten points, divisional game. I like the sandwich here. That is a false analogy. No, it's not. It's apt. Apt! Andy, what kind of sandwich are we eating this week? We're going to have a Philly cheesesteak, my most favorite of all sandwiches. So I'm going to invite the players to go down to the inventor and originator of the Philly cheesesteak to Pat's King of Steaks. 
1930, the story goes a taxi driver pulled up to Pat Oliveira's hot dog cart, spotted him grilling beef from a butcher for his own lunch, and suggested he sell it. That signature cheesesteak is made with cheese whiz and fried onions on a roll from a Verso bakery. Oliveri, their owner and a trained chef, believes that Pat's style of slicing the beef extremely thinly melds better with the cheese. We're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. The Sunday Night Football game this week takes place in Dallas for another NFC East Divisional matchup. The Washington professional football teams coming to town. The Cowboys sit as 11-point favorites. Uh, Dak Prescott, 8-1 career record versus Washington. He's won four straight. Uh, The football team as a whole has lost 12 of their last 17 games to the Cowboys. And uh, one interesting really interesting fact i found this week is cowboys are 4-0 versus the nfc east this season the last time dallas went undefeated within their division was 98 they went 8-0 and and the arizona cardinals were in their division well you gotta give a tip of the hat to garrett gilbert who got off to a 10-0 lead against philly last uh, monday night yes and, you know for a third stringer to come in like that you know with Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke, both on the the COVID list. That was pretty impressive. Now, I just got word a couple hours ago that Heineke looks like he will be uh, back in the lineup. He's off the COVID list. So um, that's helpful for Washington. It's funny to be talking about this, but Dallas actually has a really good defense now. And you can thank Dan Quinn for that. Right now, Dallas is the first team since the 2007 Chargers to have a player with 10-plus interceptions, digs, and a player with 10-plus sacks. Yeah, I feel their defense this year is why they've been such spread beaters. They're 11-3 yeah. against the spread this year, uh, as opposed to Washington's 5-8-1, and one. and I think a lot of that has to do with defense. I mean, this is the fourth time Dallas has ranked top two in both scoring offense and total offense in a season since 1970. So on the other side of the ball, they're kicking ass. And the last time they did it, they advanced to the Super Bowl in each of those uh, previous three instances. Well, I remember you were speaking esoterically last week about margin of victory sort of being out of whack a little bit more this year than it has in other years, especially um, for the favorite. And that does make sense. And I think the books have sort of kept up with that perception And that's why we're seeing so many double-digit spreads on the docket this week. And we've just talked about uh, two divisional games in the NFC East in double digits. Like, how often do you see that? Yeah, a decade ago, you would have almost, you would have saw it just a handful of times in a year. Yeah, I mean, that's your standard issue, three points, right? That's usually what happens. Maybe three and a hook if one team's on a roll. So... 11 points is a ridiculous amount of points. I think so. Uh, but I, it, it's so funny, too. You never know. Every time I like go to talk shit about Dak, he turns around and throws up a 30-point game. 
And, you know, Dallas has had some fantastic defense this year, but man, 11 points. He, you know what? I said it earlier a couple of weeks ago. Dak still doesn't look quite right. And I'm certain that Zeke is not 100% on that ankle of his. Uh, I, I, yeah, too many points. I, I like Washington. They're still fighting for a, a playoff spot, a very legitimate playoff spot. Uh, Dallas, I think, wins the division here with a win, but uh, got too many points to cover. I'm going with the professional football team from Washington. Come to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Just had a rap with Santa, and we took us a little stroll. And all I want for Christmas is the Saints in the Super Bowl. And finally, Monday night. We head to the Big Easy where the Miami Dolphins are in town. Now, uh, this game so far, as we are recording this on Thursday afternoon, this game is off the board because obviously the Saints have announced that they're starting their rookie quarterback, Ian Book. Did you say Ian Book? I mean, from South Bend, Indiana, of the Notre Dame fighting Irish, Ian Book? Go Irish. Go Irish. Yes, right. sir. Um, you are erroneous in that there actually is a line up right now. Oh, the line has come up because when we started this broadcast. Yeah. yeah. No, the line is up and it went from minus three for the Saints to plus two for the Saints at home. Plus two. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense to me. I guess Ian Book can't run as well as Taysom Hill and he probably can't throw as well as Trevor Simeon. But I think he can. <laughs> I think, well, I think it comes down to reps here, man. When you're getting well, down to the third string quarterback for a team, the biggest problem that comes in is that even though they were a great quarterback in college or they've been good in the pros, when you're in practice, that third stringer is getting like virtually zero reps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And ring rust, as they say in the fight game, is real. So that is a big problem, as I think Miami, they're on a roll. They're, they're winners of six straight after starting the season one and seven. Um, and no, no team has ever made the playoffs after starting a season one and seven. So it's kind of making me pull for the Dolphins a bit. Now, neither of these teams are very big against the spread, uh, both 500 against the spread, basically. I, the Saints are a weird team. They've allowed 30 points or more in each of their last two games following a shutout. So they defeated Tampa Bay 9-0 last week. So uh, take take that with a grain of salt, as I know you don't like those kind of trends. But Well, you mentioned how Miami faltered coming out of the starting blocks at the beginning of the season. Well, New Orleans had quite the losing streak in September, October as well. But now both teams are looking to back into the playoffs. And the Saints are doing it on defense. Yes. And look no further than the last game against the Bucs where they shot out Tom Brady nine to nothing. You got Marshawn Lattimore is playing really well, and both he and Cam Jordan were selected to this year's Pro Bowl team. Cam Jordan's a monster. You know, he sacked Brady twice last week. However, Tua a little more elusive than Tom Brady. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a bit. Three, just a little bit. You could use an hourglass to time Brady's forty. You could, or a sundial. You could. <laughs> Taysom Hill was the Saints leading rusher in that game with 33 yards. And to me, if you're Sean Payton, that should not be the case when you've got guys named Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara in the backfield. 
And I look for Ian Book to lean heavily on these guys, either with the running game or a very short passing game. And I don't really see a huge drop-off between Taysom Hill and Ian Book because, as far as I'm concerned, Taysom Hill is not a legitimate NFL quarterback. And I said in the last two years of Buck playing at Notre Dame that, you know, I I was questioning in what round he was going to go in. Now, he didn't. He dropped off to later rounds. The only thing that gives me pause in this game is Jalen Waddle will be back in the lineup for the Dolphins because he was on the COVID list last game. Yep which uh, made things difficult for them to the point where they had two double-digit losing points in that game to the Jets. Um, well, are, so seven. I guess what you're saying, though, is because the Saints really don't have an offense, is you're saying that the Saints' defense should play bigger than the Dolphins' offense. Correct. And both teams have good defenses. So if you well, let yes. me just look at Oh, guess what the over-under is now? What's it, what is it? 40, 44 and a half? 37 and a half. Whoa. And I'm still leaning on the under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. It's like the Army Navy game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which didn't make the, yeah, it didn't make the number at 35. Nope. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I like the Saints here at home. I like the running game. I love Ian Book and I like their defense. Uh, so there you go. Well, the Saints have won six of their last seven games on Monday Night Football. And I think a lot of that comes down to Sean Payton and his ability to just kind of take what he's given, kind of like Belichick does, and just field a good team every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that they're underdogs, they're at home, and it's Monday night. I think it's rally time for who that dare nation. So I'm making a second money line Maddie pick this week. I've changed over. I've done the flippity flop. I'm going with the Saints. Oh! Oh! And just before we go, we're going to hit you with the teaser where Andy and I both give you a teaser we like to get down on this weekend. What's yours, buddy? This is going to be really simple, Maddie. Both teams are at home. Both teams have relatively low totals, and both teams are considered Super Bowl competitors. The first leg of that would be taking Green Bay down to minus one and a half, and KC down to minus one and a half, going through the key numbers of seven, four, and three. Yeah, I too, for the first leg of my teaser, like taking the Packers from uh, seven and a half to one and a half. And uh, I also like taking uh, the Indianapolis Colts from plus one to plus seven this week. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Thank you for listening to week 16 of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week 16 games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra studios for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week, same bet time, on the same bet channel. Merry Christmas.
dog in the park I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear Looked at his dog, oh my god, a ill reindeer But then I was ill and the man had a beard And a bag full of pity, 12 o'clock at night So I turned my head a second and the man was gone But he must have dropped his wallet back dead on the lawn I picked the wallet up and then I took the pause Took out the lights and then the cold said Santa Claus Miss Carol. Miss Carol.